Welcome to the Full Out Podcast, where you'll get tools, tips, and inspiration to start living your most passionate, expansive, and abundant life. I'm your host, Samantha Jo Harvey, professional dancer and group fitness trainer turned lifestyle entrepreneur, speaker, and women's empowerment coach. It is my mission to help women live their lives full out. No more surviving your days, playing small, or marking your way through life. It's time to let go of your blocks, step into your power, and own that you are worthy of having everything you want in your life, business, and relationships. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I am so excited you are joining us today. It's Sam and I have the most amazing guest. Her name is Kat Napolitano. Hey, hey, hey. Um, she's amazing. I'm going to read you her bio and then we are going to get down and dirty with Miss Kat. So Kat has had more than nine lives. Her experience includes choreographer, stockbroker, certified fitness instructor, dancer, wife, mom, and too many more to mention. Throughout all of her life, Kat has been a leader and passionate about caring for other people. Kat is a certified fitness professional and has appeared in over 30 fitness videos. As life changed, so did Kat's body. She went from a size two as a dancer to what we like to call, quote unquote, the attainable body. In 2014, Kat was, cast, was a cast member for a Beachbody program called 21 Day Fix. Kat was the modifier, meaning the person in the fitness video who modifies the extreme exercises so normal folk can actually do them. As a result of that program, Kat developed a massive following of people who thank her for helping them to accomplish amazing fitness and health goals. They were finally able to identify with someone to help them stick to the program. It was at that time that Kat realized there was a huge gap in the health and fitness industry. Currently, Kat is a fitness professional determined to help people bring the conversation back to health and not focus on looks. She knows that in order for people to be able to take care of themselves physically and emotionally, they must start with self-love. Through public speaking and coaching, Kat inspires people every day to love themselves enough to take care of themselves. Oh my goodness. Kat. <laughs> now you guys, I want to tell you that Kat and I met on that program five or six years ago. We did 21 day fix together. And then we just had the opportunity to work together again, uh, doing real time videos for about two and a half months this past spring. And I just love this woman. I'm so glad you guys get to hear from her because she is truly inspirational and amazing. Kat, thank you so much for coming. Oh my gosh. Well, right back at you, beautiful. I find you so inspiring too. I love your energy and positivity and we've got to link arms and help us all feel amazing. So thank oh, you for having me here. I'm so pumped. So for people that don't know you, because you do have a really big following and, and cat fans are diehard cat fans, which I love, but for people that aren't familiar with you and don't know you, can you, you know, I gave the bio, but can you give us like a little bit more insight about your background and how did you get here today? What, what does that story look like? You know, it is such a crazy story. It's a topsy-turvy and a long one. So I'll try to make it as short as, per as possible. And yes, I do love saying I've had more than nine lives because of course <laughs> my name is Kat. You know, I'm having double, double that. But um, I started out in the traditional school world and um, I discovered dance. I was always a chunky kid, right? I am not a person who is, you know, there's those naturally skinny people. I love my friend. Uh, Stacy, she's Asian and she can eat Kentucky Fried Chicken until the cows come home, not gain a pound. I smell <laughs> it in game five. So ever since day one, I have been, you know, just that chunky kid. 
And then when I was 14 years old, I discovered dance and I fell in love and I danced my heart out every single day and night. I danced eight hours Saturday, eight hours Sunday, and I did it for only one reason. And it was my heart. It was my passion. And, um, as a result, my body leaned way out and I was looking hot. Let me tell you, <laughs> my mother was worried when I was 16. I was looking good. And so, um, I started dancing, but never, ever, ever considered a career because I'm a very traditional family of educators. So, um, I went to college, I graduated college out of college. I was a stockbroker, um, uh, for Shearson Lehman. And I did that for one year. I pulled my dad aside after that year, I committed to a year and I said, dad, I've got to try dance. And he said, I am not helping you because he loved me. And he thought this was just the stupidest thing I could ever do in my life. Well, I, there is no one who loves a challenge more than Kat Napolitano. I said, you just watch me then. I'm going to make it happen. So I moved to Boston. I created an all-girl hip-hop dance company called the Funky Girl Club. All white girls, by the way, you know, I mean, cause that's who showed up for the audition. So that's who we were. And we took over the bar mitzvah market. We were huge in Boston in the newspapers all the time. And PS, my body was still cranking. I looked amazing. I was size four, I think at that time and feeling amazing and doing what I love. Um, but I wanted bigger and better things. So I moved out of Boston. I moved to Miami just for a minute to be with my father who lived there. My idea was to go out to LA that, you know, September. I was there for the summer and um, no one had ever seen anything like the style of stuff that I had done, which was straight up hip hop. And I taught it in a class format. So I did cardio hip hop and um, with real choreography, it was Zumba, I swear, before they even knew what that was. And so <laughs> I had a huge following in Miami. My career blew up. The first group that hired me was Hooters Arena Football. Can't you know, they paid us in checks and Hooters bucks and beer. That's what they paid us in. I mean, you know, you can't make this stuff up. So then from there, um, the Miami Heat discovered me and um, I choreographed for the Miami Heat. Loved that, loved having my squad of girls. You know, it was really amazing. I, I will always love and cherish that time with that really tight, supportive time with women. It was just incredible. And um, I did that for a while. Pat Riley came on. He and I did not get along at all. Um, and so then I moved to LA. Uh, I moved out here to be a choreographer. And then I met my husband three months after moving out here, which is unheard of. LA is so difficult to meet people, as you know, Sam. But uh, anyway, I met the love of my life. He is my dream. And um, then we have my daughter, Charlotte. And I wanted stability more. So I took a job in production. So we do entertainment production, producing large scale events. And I stopped moving my body pretty much. And so I continued eating though, whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted and drinking wine. Cause I really am good at that. And so, um, anyway, my body changed and but this producer had hired me in fitness videos ever since I was size four. And she continued to hire me in fitness videos, but my body changed and she called me the attainable body and she loved me on camera and I loved her for that. I was like, well, let's go lady. I'll take a check, you know, let's shoot another video. So I would exercise basically, I don't know, one time a year when I was on camera in front of millions of people, that was like my, my thing. Um, so then I did the 21 day fix 
And um, after that, I, I really, it was just another fitness video. I took the check, that was it. I checked it off my head and continued on my life. And then Autumn, who is amazing, we both know, such a, a superwoman, she texted me and said, I want to tag you on a Facebook post. So um, is that okay? I said, yes. So she tagged me and I had no idea, Sam. It was insane. That day, within like two or three days, my Facebook pretty much crashed. I did not know you could only have 5,000 people on your personal page. And it was just so many, mostly women, reaching out to me, thanking me for their identity back, thanking me for helping them know that they could accomplish this and, and reach their goals and take care of themselves and love themselves. And boy, the light went on for me. It went on because I knew that there's just this huge gap in the fitness and health industry, especially between body positivity and self-love and self-care and what that all looks like. So, um, and then I started my, a group, my company called Love Size Me, which is really dedicated to that. And then, um, you know, we did 21 Day Fix Real Time and 21 Day Fix Extreme Real Time. And now I coach for Beachbody because I just love the programs. You know, it's about nutrition and fitness and emotional support, which I think is the whole thing. Um, and that's it. I'm just really passionate about, you know, supporting other people and letting them know they're amazing and lifting each other up. So. Oh, yes, girl. That was amazing. I, I'm just, there's so many things. There's so many different places I want to go with that, but I kind of want to start with way back when you decided that you were going to be a stockbroker for a year. How, how did you make that transition from saying, this is not what I want and I'm going to follow my passion because I talked to a lot of women that end up making choices based on their family or based on finances. And they're not actually listening to their soul. They're not actually listening to what they truly want in their being. And they're stuck in these places where they're like, I'm not happy, whether it's in a job or a marriage or whatever, they're not happy. How, how did you find the confidence to be able to say, no, dad, I need to go dance. What did that look like for you? Well, I think a lot of times, you know, you have to get to a lower, low enough point. I hate to say that, but you really do. You have to get to that point where you just really can't do it anymore. And, um, you know, I think one thing I wish I did a lot more back then, which I've gotten better now is self-reflection, right? Really stop, stop, take a minute, really invest in yourself, in your time and really write down where your heart is and what you really want to do. And the other thing too is I think a lot of people don't understand that your passion can be your job. But, you know, I think people live this dream thing like, oh, I'm just gonna dance all day and then I'm gonna make money. Well, that's a load of crap, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> it is a job. Like, you know, I do health and fitness and Sam, you do too, and we inspire people, but we get up in the morning, we take care of our business, we create the job. So that is harder in some way. You have to create your own work and you have to be disciplined. But boy, it's a lot easier to be disciplined when you are freaking jumping out of bed every day, jumping for joy. I wake up in the morning fired up, ready to help, ready to serve. That's the way I feel. But to make that transition, you have to dig deep. You know, um, I really did get to a very low point when I was a stockbroker. You know, I was out partying. I was just living um, in denial and I just really knew I was technically depressed and I had no idea. There's no guarantees in life, period. I had no idea 
how I was going to make this dance thing work. I mean, seriously, no idea. And I just knew that I couldn't not try, you know, and that is where you have to get to. You have to get to a point in your life where you say, where am I going to be 40 years from now with not trying that? Um, and it doesn't have to be all in and extremes either. Make it your side hustle. Find what you love. Make it your side hustle. and But put the time in it to really test its legs and see if it's viable. Um, but don't wait. Don't wait. I mean, come on. Like, there's you have nothing to give back to everyone you love if you've got nothing in your heart. You just don't. So what's your value in life? You know, where's your value in life? And it has to start with your self-value. And you've got to do that by honoring your heart and what you love and your passion. You know, my sisters always say, you're so lucky you know what your passion is. Um, but we all have that. We all have a passion inside us. And, and sometimes you've got to peel back the onion, baby. Peel back the layers and find it. But it is there. It is in all of us. All of us. Uh, I mean, mic drop. I'm I'm 100% with you. 100% with you. I I remember that um, being in that space before I decided to leave my marriage and being like, what is the risk? I mean, at this point, I was you know going to be 30 and I was starting over and all of the all of the reasons why I shouldn't were very clear. But I was so uncomfortable and so unhappy that I knew I couldn't not try. You know, so I feel that 100%. Um, so. You, you have a fire, you have the fire, you've got the passion. You're also incredibly positive. Is this something, have you always been this positive or is that something you have to work towards? So I love that question, Sam. Thank you so much because, you know, um, I've always had a ton of energy. I mean that I bounce off the walls. 20 year olds can't keep up with me. And I love that. It's true. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, thank God I don't do drugs. Could you imagine? They really have to lock me up. But, uh, you know, I just have always had a ton of energy. Am I happy and positive all the time? Absolutely not. I mean, I think that that is, anyone who tells you that, I want to put a video camera in their house and watch them 24-7 because they're lying their asses off. It is an effort. Okay. It's like, so I am, I've got to find the book that I read that, that shared this note with me. And it said, basically happiness is a choice. We've all heard that before. So I read a whole book about it. I've got to find it. But I was like, these people are crazy. There is, you are absolutely insane. If happiness is a choice, life happens, you know, I've had a crappy day, blah, blah, blah. So just for one week, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to give that a shot. I'm just going to decide to be happy. So something would happen and I would be like, "Ah, I'm just going to decide to be happy about that. And you know what? It worked. That's what freaked me out. It actually worked. So when I talk about happiness and positivity, it takes an effort, right? So it takes an effort to accomplish that, but it takes a lot more effort to be negative, And it is a choice. So you have a choice if you're going to be negative or positive. Now, look, there's external influences, right? So there's many layers to that. And, you know, my one thing is, like, if you don't have people around you who are lifting you up, and then you need to get rid of those people. I mean, I, I can't even say that in a nice way. Like, I get family's family, but you get to choose. You know, my mother is 
batshit crazy. And I decided many, many years ago that I was not going to take that emotional abuse from her. And it's a very limited, you know, relationship, but that was one of the best choices I ever made. And so we get to choose those things. We really do. It, as huge as it seems sometimes, you have to choose it and you have to work at it, you know, and you can do things like journaling is a great way. Um, Oprah did this years ago and I still practice this. At night, I write down five positive things. And boy, some days I have to dig deep. I am like, I love my dog. I love my other dog. I mean, you know, but so, but you do have to put some practices in to protect yourself and, and make sure that you're working on it. But yeah, and then it gets easier and easier because you're setting yourself up in positivity, right? And, and don't get me started on the mind-body connection, the endorphin, because you have got to, you absolutely have to take care of yourself physically. If you are thinking that glass of wine or five is making you feel better, or you think that you know fast food you're eating is making you feel better, you are just lying to yourself. If you think not exercising every day is making you feel better, you are lying to yourself because those are the changes that you can control. We can't control much in our life, but we can control those choices, and those are amazing choices. So choose yourself. Choose yourself and choose happiness. Choose joy. I love that. I mean, and I feel like it, it allows you to show up to every other aspect of your life in a different way. It allows you to show up as a better mom, a partner, a, a business owner, a worker, an employee, a friend in just such a different way. And I think that there's something to, when you take care of yourself, a certain level of confidence starts to build oh, yes. in you. Absolutely. I mean, for me, so I define self-love and self-confidence as two different kinds of things. Self-love for me is that internal, right? That's what you share with yourself internally. It's how you talk to yourself. Listen to what you say to yourself. That is self-love, real self-love, the choices you're making. Self-confidence to me is how you share your self-love externally right? That's what you're showing the world. That is the self-love is that anchor that gives you the self-confidence to go out and make hard choices and to choose your tribe and all those kinds of things and choose what you're going after and your, and your goals in your life. So those are, that's kind of the way I define self-love and self-confidence. And both of them are absolutely necessary in your life and they work with each other for sure. So if someone was like, okay, Kat, I, I'm, I know I'm lacking. I do not have the self-love. I do not have the self-worth. I do not have the self-confidence. Where do I start? Where, where do you suggest people start if they're like, I don't even know how to get out of this bubble or this mess or whatever I'm in right now. I hear what you're saying, but how do I, what do I actually do? So I think the first thing we always have to do, you know, I love the 12-step program with AA. You know, the first thing is admitting you've got a problem. So if you've gotten that far to say, I don't have self-love and self-confidence, yay you, yay, you hit step one. That's amazing. Start celebrating right now. So start in happiness, right? And then write down all the areas of your life that you are not feeling self-confidence as well as the ones that you feel like you do have self-confidence because we all have a different walk of life. So the first thing to identify is where am I lacking the self-love and self-confidence, right? So is it in my professional life? 
Is it in my personal life? Is it my marriage? Is it my parenting? Is it my physical self? You know, you really need to identify where that is first because then, then you can take the control of that area and work on that. And for many of us, it is multiple things. So decide which one you're going to work on. Don't try to hit all of those in a day. You're going to lose your mind and you're going to fail. So pick one area of your life that you feel like you don't have self-control, self-love, self-confidence, and start working on that um, and just take the baby steps to get there. That would mm. be my advice. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. So I want to I wanna talk about your relationship with Ted, your husband, because you guys are just so magical together. I mean, seeing you together, seeing like the warmth and the love in your house, like you guys ooze love. I mean, I don't even know how to describe it other than like, then truly than love. Like, I feel like you're in love as well as having love for one another, if that makes sense. So oh, yeah. can you share with us how? How did you get that to last? How is that still happening? You, you have a teenage daughter. You guys have been together for a long time. I mean, how, we'll, we'll come back to Charlotte in a second, but how have you guys created um, this amazing relationship? What, it, what are the keys for you? Well, first of all, um, I do want to say how I met Ted, because I Please. think women especially have so much hangups and so much shit they have to deal with trying to find the right person. And, you know, when any woman says, how did you find Ted? It's such a great story because I just come out of a really crappy relationship for four years and I moved to LA and he and I met cause we are the same agent. It's very Hollywood and we were on set. And, um, so he was eight years, still is eight years younger than I am. And I thought to myself, well, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun fling for the summer. Bring it on. He's hot. He's young. This is exactly the transition boy I need to get to my real relationship, right? So here's why it worked. There were no hangups. I was not asking about his resume. I was not worried about bringing him to my family. I was not worried about how much money he's going to make. I was not worried. You know what I was worried about? Having fun. And that is all we did. We had so much fun. And then we fell madly in love because let me tell you, I was a dancer. He was a 24 year old actor living with his mother. Now I will tell you, Ted is one of the hardest working men I've ever met in my life. He was only living with his mom because he was working so much on cruise lines and everything else. He was an amazing person. So I knew he had all the work ethic I needed and he was a family man. He was born to be a family man. And he treated me so well. And I was always about the bad boys, right? I was always about, oh, I can make you love me. Yeah, because I'm highly competitive. That really did not go well. So, you know, there were all those things. I really love to share that, especially with younger women, because stop adding up the resume. Stop, you know, doing the bumble, trumble, whatever the heck that is, adding up all his stuff, checking out his Facebook. I mean, you know, you want to get to know him a little bit, but just have fun. And then if that works and the physical connection works, that's got to be there. Got to have the physical. Don't pretend it doesn't matter. It does. That gets you through a lot of really tough times, people. So just make sure that that is all there. So then Ted and I, yes, we got married and, it, you know, it is challenging. I'm just going to tell you, any relationship is challenging. If you don't, have you 
If you have a sibling, do not tell me you've never had a fight with that sibling. That is a load of crap. And people put these unrealistic expectations on a marriage that they don't put on any other relationship, right? So things like we are never supposed to fight or you're always supposed to do it my way. You know, you've got to apply the things that make you successful in other relationships like friendships into your marriage, right? So like in a friendship, you don't expect someone who's a bookworm to come out and party with you because that would be unrealistic. That person does not fit that. So why do you do that to your husband or spouse? Like, why do you expect them to be something that they cannot possibly be? Set them up for failure, right? So Ted and I give each other a lot of room in who we are and our expectations of each other. And we team up together based on what our skill sets are, right? So, I mean, that sounds kind of like analytical, but it is. Like, we, we really know what we're both good at and we help each other do that. The other thing, too, is just stop with the nagging little crap. Stop it. It is stupid, it is trivial, and it will eat your marriage alive. So if he does not put the cap on the toothpaste, put it on your damn self if it's bothering you and stop worrying about it, seriously. Because the most important thing is love. And you know, men, I'm sorry, I don't know how many guys listen to this, but men are incredibly insecure incredibly they are so much more insecure than women so we need to build them up guys you have to build them up and it's so hard especially when you're exhausted if you have kids you've been working all day and now you got to come home and make him feel good that seems really exhausting sometimes but you will get that back in spades if you can just give that to your husband and always with love. One thing Ted and I do, and I swear like a trucker. I mean, I've been so good on this. I don't even know how I'm doing it, but <laughs> I'm <laughs> impressed. <laughs> like a trucker. Anyone who knows me, but I will tell you, Ted and I, when we are having a disagreement, we never swear ever it, because why would you do that to a person you love? And we are very careful when we talk to each other and, and when we are in a disagreement. And it's okay to walk away from it and come back and talk about how we feel. But, and sometimes it's easier for us literally to be on text or on a phone call. That is find your parameters, right? Find your parameters. Um, and then one other thing we do, I'm sorry, there's so much. A marriage no, I love it. Please hard, keep going. It, it takes work and it takes effort. So there's little things we do almost daily that remind each other of our love for each other. So we got married on 2-22, February 22nd, because it was the only day I would remember the date. My husband remembers the date and the time of our first date, which is amazing. So we got married on 2-22. So anytime we both see 2-22 on the clock, we text each other and we say, you know, I love you. It's 2-22. And it's just a little thing. Sometimes we miss it. Sometimes we don't. But we do that. And no matter where we are, we call each other to say goodnight. And we say goodnight twice because neither one of us can really decide who's going to be the last person to say goodnight. It started when we were dating. So I say goodnight. He says goodnight. I say goodnight. He says goodnight. And that's how we end our day. So, and we kiss each other goodnight if we're together every single night. So those are little things, but those little things really add up. So, you know, don't forget those little things. And, and marriage is hard. It is hard, but it is so rewarding. And if you are lucky enough, if you're fortunate enough to find someone that you think you could walk down that path with, 
then do all you can for yourself and for them to, to make it work. And, and really, you've got to love yourself. That is huge. You cannot be successful in a marriage if you are hating yourself and you cannot have him lift you up. You have to do it first and then you can do it for each other. It's, it's kind of amazing the way it works. I, I love that. I am in a mastermind right now and we're talking a lot about manifestation and, and what you're attracting and we talk about it in relationships. You like attracts like. So if you are not in that space of positivity and, and love and love for yourself, you're not going to attract someone that is going to be positive and loving and all of those things. And I've seen it in my own personal life. Like when my self-worth was in the dumps, I was attracting some people that were not wonderful. Like they were just not wonderful. And the second I took that leap and really took ownership of my self-love and my self-worth and my self-confidence and, and over me and just worrying about me, I feel like that is when I attracted this amazing partner who is awesome because like attracts like, and I think it's the same in your finances. I think it's the same in your relationships, your friendships. Um, and I think that's a good point, Sam. You know, when you do decide to take care of yourself, it's interesting. If it's a big change in your life, you will lose people. Oh yes. You have to be okay with that. And you know, because you have to know and understand that the people who truly love you, they want you to love yourself. And if anyone's in the way of that, now sometimes it's just their own stuff and then you have an opportunity to bring them up. What a gift you can give to them. But it, they have to do it for themselves. We can only love ourselves and take care of ourselves for ourselves. So just know that if this is a big change for you, embrace it and know that there will be change. But love that change because that's what you're going for. Absolutely. I, I love that. I love that. So you have, wait, is Charlotte 15 or 16 at this point? 15 and a half. 15 and a half. Okay, the sweet 16 yeah. is coming. I know Ted and I were talking about that a couple of weeks ago. So she is beautiful. She is amazing. Um, what is, what, what would be like your biggest goal and vision and, and life for your daughter? If you had one thing that you could wish for her to happen, what, what would that be? It is to have self-love. I mean, really, that is it. She can do any job, you know, but if she really does love herself, which is so challenging for that age and so challenging for women in this day and age, it's so convoluted right now, I feel like, you know, but if she is doing that and doing that well, then she will have the life that she wants. You know, she will attract the people that we want around us and her and she will attract the life that she deserves um, because if she's walking in self-love, she's walking in self-confidence and she can do anything. So yeah, that is, that is the ultimate gift, right? To be able to, to help others find that. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and the teenager thing is just such a ride. You know, it's when you look at, and for us too, any age, you know, I think that's another thing too, Sam, as I'd love to touch on is that self-confidence is a daily reset. You know, um, it's, it's not like, I'm like, oh, I figured this out and today I'm going to do it this way. Our bodies change, our life changes, circumstances change. We need to constantly assess it, you know? Um, so that's something that's really important in social media. You know, people talk about the negativity about social media. Hey, let's not forget it can be positive. You know what? 
Social media is fantastic if you're making the right choices about what you're looking at. So, you know, I just really try to help Charlotte navigate a lot of that and, and what her perception of it is and, and to just be involved. I mean, that is just the biggest. Be involved. Be involved in your marriage. Be involved in your friendships. Be involved with your kids. You know, and be involved with yourself. Um, that's, that's the way to do it. Well, and what I love is, is what I'm hearing you say throughout all of this is be the active player. Like we could sit back and that life happened to us, but everything that I hear you saying is be active, take the active role in your self-confidence, in your marriage, in your relationships, in your health, and, and in your happiness, that you have the choice every single second of every single day to decide how you're going to show up. And yeah. that is so empowering because I think some of us get into these moments and these places and these, these seasons of our lives where we don't feel in control. We don't, we, you know, life happens and shit sometimes happens. But when we remember that we have the choice in how we show up and what is going through our heads and what we put in our ears to listen to and what we're reading and who we're surrounding ourselves with, that is empowering. That means that you really can cause and create everything that you desire. Yeah. And I freaking love it. So <laughs> I'm super pumped. Um, so Kat, what right now are you most excited about in your life? What's, what's going on? What are you most excited about coming up? You know, my total passion right now is just sharing my, um, my passion for self-love and self-confidence and really opening people's eyes to what body positivity looks like. You know, I really love that I'm a very average size, right? I'm not super slim, but I'm not obese. You know, I think there's a whiplash effect right now in body positivity and, you know, obesity is not self-love. I'm sorry. I, I know that that's very difficult. Um, and there are things you can love about yourself, even if you are obese, but it's just not healthy. And it, it's a whiplash effect from this body positivity. And, you know, people who are super fit, you know, I think they get a negative rap all the time. You know what? They work hard for their bodies. Why should we be mad at them? They're the ones doing the work. And it really makes me upset when, you know, average size women are just bashing these beautiful bodies. You know, I'm around gorgeous dancers all the time, but I step next to them because I have self-love and self-confidence. And, you know, we really want to find that balance of body positivity and and, and self-love. So anyway, my passion right now is sharing that. You know, I love speaking at events. I love opportunities like this, Sam. Thank you so much. Um, I am working on a series, like a web series. So we'll be working on that. And, you know, so there's like, exciting things coming out, but I just feel like a light bulb went on and, and like I found my path and I feel very, very blessed that I get to do this. So it's amazing. That's awesome. And I just, I do want to point out for everyone that, can I share your age? Yes. Yeah. So Kat, wait, how old are you, Kat? 50, I am 52. 52 years young. And you guys, Kat said, she just said, I found my path. And so that means that whatever your path is at 18 and then whatever your path is at 25 and whatever your path is at 32 and whatever your path is at 52, it can change and it can pivot. So whatever you're doing right now, if it's not making you happy, great. Take a pivot and find something else. If what you're doing makes you happy, amazing. Keep going and digging deep and know that as life changes, your path is going to change and that there is no finish line for one. There is no right and wrong. It's just you, you take a choice and you're going to get the consequences, both good and bad, and it's going to lead you into that next direction. And I know that that's something that I have struggled with over the years of, you know, the idea of should, 
what I should be doing as a professional dancer, what I should be doing as a fitness professional, what I should be doing as a business owner with network marketing, what I should be doing as a coach, what I should be doing as a 30 something woman who's divorced and what I should be doing. I mean, we hear all of these things constantly and it's so much pressure. And I just want people to know that you don't have to know what you're doing. You, you <laughs> just follow what is fun, follow the things that light you up and know that that path will keep unfolding. And so here's Kat at 52 saying, yeah, I just, I just found my path. And this is like her next path that will take her however long until she finds the next one. And so I just love you for sharing that because I think it gives us all permission to take action and just move forward without being concerned about these giant consequences or without feeling like things are permanent, that these choices are permanent. Really, not that much in life is permanent. So true, so true, Sam. So well said and very, very true. Ah, so thank you, I, that just fired me up. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Make some change, do some things. <laughs> um, so Kat, where can people find you if they wanna work with you, if they wanna follow you? Where, um, what are your social media things? What, where can we find you? Yeah, the absolute best is Instagram and it's, the handle is love size me. So L O V E S I Z E M E. I love that name. That's such a good name. <laughs> I love it. And we'll tag it at the bottom of the show notes so people can find you. And then Kat, I do want to just acknowledge you for all that you do, for all that you are, for showing up like a light just a bright giant light in the world for sending me your energy and putting out all of this positivity because I really feel like one person shining bright gives permission to everyone else to step into their light and step into their power. So thank you for how you show up in the world. I appreciate you. I love you. I have one last question yes. and um, the podcast is called Full Out and yes. it's all about not marking our way through life, not staying small. How do we live life full out, expansive, abundant, amazing? If someone was to ask you, Kat, how do I live my life full out? What would be your number one tip? <sighs> Risk. Risk is such a great word. I love that word. People are so afraid of it. What are you afraid of? There is no reward without risk. And you know what? You do have to be you have to be intelligent, right? You can't just take some crazy risk that is going to jeopardize your family and eventually make you in a, in a worse place, right? But what are you so afraid of? Like, you know, like for me, love size me, I started, you know, what am I going to be afraid of if someone thinks that I'm, I don't know, fat? Like, who cares? Who cares what they think? By the way, 9 million people link arms with me every day and tell me how amazing we all are and that we all need to support each other. And that's how, you know, I took the risk to put myself out there as a fitness professional. And that is how I found this amazing group and community and purpose. So there is no reward without risk. And the only way you can live full out is with risk. So embrace it and love it and go for it. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Jo Harvey. Have a fabulous day, and I'll see you next time.